Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 193 of Internet Marketing, Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Hello, and I'm Calvin Newman, who uh, works there. And I'm Andy White. <laughs> and yeah, today's episode, we're going to do some, kind of turn the tables a little bit, because normally what happens is Andy's sort of like interviewing me to a certain extent. So um, Andy's been working on some interesting projects around kind of video podcasting and kind of, I suppose, web TV, for want of a better description. Uh, well, yes. So tell, tell us about Andy about kind of like, what you've been up to, some of those projects, what they entail, and you know, we're kind of going to have a bit of a chat about um, the future of video content yeah. online yeah. and sort of how that intersects with um, podcasting and the kind of yeah. the world of podcasting, which kind of is perhaps quite different, but in some ways has quite a lot in common with some of those. It does, yeah. I don't, uh, and I think it's interesting because what what's happened with with me just very briefly because yep. yep. it isn't really about me; it's more about the, yep, the subject yep, yep, of video yep. versus audio. Is that as you know, I started off doing all just audio podcasts, yep. and this is one of the first ones yep. that I did. And slowly over the over the years, I've sort of done more and more video. My yep. wife is a video editor, so yep. I was in a good situation. Now yep. we work we work together, and we're starting to do a lot of um, videos and video podcasts. Yep. And now we're linking up with a company here in Brighton called Latest TV because yep. they've recently got the license to broadcast terrestrially. Yep. So we'd be sort of bleeding over from the web yep. into terrestrial TV, which is, oh, okay. which is quite an interesting thing as well. But I think it was interesting because um, it, it, I thought it would be good to talk in this episode mm. about the difference in the way audio and video content is consumed because yep. yes. it's a very different consumption Yeah, no, model. definitely. And I mean, it does often surprise me that kind of in iTunes, it's kind of used almost, you know, a podcast means a video podcast yes. and an audio podcast. When I think that, you know, personally, the environment that I want to be in when I'm listening to an audio podcast, you know, perhaps is a little bit more passive, perhaps mm. is kind of a secondary activity. Whereas video, you can't kind of, you know, be, you know, doing the hoovering while watching a video well, podcast, okay, can you? T- you know, what or- are you typically doing when you listen to an audio podcast? What do you, well, when do you like to listen? At mine, in most cases, I, I'm not like commuting the way that most people do, actually. I, most of mine now tend to be actually through the Apple TV, mm. 
as background on like a Saturday or Sunday morning when I'm playing with the kids or, you know. No, these audio know, or video podcasts? Audio podcasts. So you play your audio podcasts through your telly? Yeah. Yeah, Isn't which is, yeah, and actually the bizarre one is where I'll bring it up on the Apple TV through the telly, turn the telly off and then put the surround sound <laughs> on, that, you know, is the bizarre thing that I'm using the image but not actually. But yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly the way that I use them. But then that's only because I've got the Apple TV. Before that, it would be kind of the, the laptop mm. going through, this, you know, going, you know, playing out the laptop speakers or the iPad phone or ipod into mm. the you know 3.5 jack into the stereo so that's kind of the way that i do whereas i know like, a lot of the listeners at least seem to be more kind of like they're doing it on their commute and that type or of thing. mowing the lawn or mowing the lawn or, or going for a run or yeah. going to the gym and that type of thing which yeah. is you know it's cool and i kind of make sense there whereas i prefer to probably listen to music i think in those kind of environments mm. personally mm. but yeah it's certainly a kind of a it's not a sit down let's pay attention to kind mm. of environment or certainly you know it's as a just you know a distraction to other things that are going on or certainly seems to be my perception of how podcasts tend to work but i see i yeah. I, I love listening to my audio podcast when i'm cooking because i i quite enjoy yeah. preparing food yeah well, it's a similar kind of process though isn't it yes yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a background thing but i can still listen yeah just yeah. about yeah even though i'm a bloke and i can't really multitask <laughs> but that's that's what i like to listen yeah. but you know you're right a lot of people will yeah. listen to it as a background process now video is yeah. is very very different because yeah. I, I like to watch, i i treat video online now like watching telly yeah I'm sure I watch less telly now. In the evenings, yep. some of my family are in the lounge watching telly. Yeah. Some of them are doing... I've got a very big family. Others are 70. doing other stuff around the <laughs> in mansion. In the West Wing. <laughs> yes, in the, in the East Wing. Yeah. And I'm at my computer so yeah. often just yeah. watching stuff, yeah. video stuff. Yeah. When I'm having lunch, I'll sit down in front of my laptop mm. and watch stuff. Mm. Yeah. And I really like it. And it's a completely different consumption model. Mm. And I suppose, actually, so it's the kind of... Although, like, name-wise, like, a video podcast is quite similar to an audio podcast... Actually, it's probably more like like just video on demand, and the distinction is that it's the subscription that perhaps makes it. You know, and actually subscribing to a YouTube channel mm. is probably more like a video podcast mm. than an audio podcast yeah. is, perhaps. And it's interesting mm. because some of the tools have changed as well. I mean, yeah. recently Apple has sort of cleaved away podcasts from iTunes, yeah. and now we've got this. Frankly, I don't mind. I shall say it's a hideously yeah. buggy yeah. iTunes. I hope it will get better. Yeah. I'm currently using uh, Downcast, which is much better. Okay, but the beauty of of Downcast and Apple's new way of listening to podcasts yeah. on the iPhone and the iPad is that you're no longer bound to the computer. It will download them on the fly. If you're yeah. in a Wi-Fi area, it will just yeah. download them as, as it sees them, yeah. which is a much nicer way of doing it. Yeah. Beware, though. Make sure you've got your settings right, because if you do it on your iPhone, your data charges are going to go sky high yeah. if you don't press that button that says Wi-Fi only, only use or, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it, it's interesting, consumption models, and they're very, very different. You know, audio yeah. podcasts, people ask me what the um, the optimum length mm. is, and my joke answer is always 21 and a half minutes. Yeah. And they go, ooh, ooh, why? Getting the notepads yeah, out, yeah, they go, yeah. it's just a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I say that is because it's like a typical commute time. Yeah. I've listened to podcasts that are over an hour. A lot of them are as well, which yeah. I think, I mean, personally, we always try to aim for about 15, 20 minutes, and sometimes we end up nearer 30 than we do 20, but that, you know, it's kind of the, the intention was there. Mm. Whereas I think for someone to structure, like, an hour-long episode of anything takes quite a lot of... Uh, it either means that it's poorly structured mm. and they've just kind of rambled on, just, which I think is a, a lot of the case yes. in some cases, yeah. or they've got to be supremely confident in the structuring of that. And then I then go, because I, I think, because when we made the move, what, about three years ago from monthly episodes to mm. weekly, it was because what we were doing was we were doing an hour long show yeah. that was made up of three sections of 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you go, well, actually, <laughs> can't you just, just have, them? Yeah, just have the 20-minute ones because then they've yeah. got their own title so people mm. can go, actually, I'm really not interested in Twitter, so I'm going to give that one a miss. Mm. You know, Whereas, actually, if it's like 
three sections in one show, then it's potentially a bit different, isn't it? Because, um, you know, oh, I'm really interested in the third chunk of that show. Mm. Well, you know, there's no reason for it, you know, like, whereas on television, you kind of, people are more accustomed to that 15 minute ad break, 15 minute ad break. Yes. They chose a half hour or an hour in the UK. Well, minus the, you know, commercial breaks if it's on mm. commercial TV. So there's a reason or a little bit more of a precedent for why it should be that duration. Whereas because people are like consuming podcast content, it's, you know, it's as long as it needs to be, isn't it? Or as short as it needs to be. And they don't need to be combined in any way necessarily because people That's are right. signed up for a feed and they'll just get the bits that it will come through to them automatically. However, when we now look at video, yeah. we always say to people that keep it short. Yeah. Because they get, it does need to be quite short yeah. and focused on video more so, I think, yeah. though, than than with the audio. It's just the different way. And I think people need to think about, if they're Mm. thinking of going podcast, you need to think, okay, well, audio, video, what's the difference? Audio can be longer form. It's more of a background process. Video is more in your face. It needs to be shorter and more focused. Mm. I think from a psychological standpoint, Mm. videos have more immediate impact. And audios have a longer, more kind of slow burn, trust building yeah. type yeah. impact. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you trust people you see on video? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a certain kind of like, I, I always talk about, and I think that the mistake that some people make when producing content online is they're inclined to do writing because it's easiest. Mm. Um, and like producing a podcast or producing a video is harder because there's a production element to it, which yeah. often they might not have the skills and to do And with video, that, there's but, usually the equipment is a bit more pricey yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and all those elements that are there. But, you've got to understand that like your bias for what is the easiest to produce doesn't necessarily reflect the bias of the consumers of that. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, I think there's been a lot more launches of, you know, digital marketing podcasts in the last couple of years, particularly from the States of kind of people who, you know, make money online type ones, which, you know, they have their, have their place. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's kind of they're acting like podcasts, this brand new thing that haven't been around for like, you know, (laughs) five, six years. Um, but, the reason that they're doing well is because there are people who that that's how they want to consume the content and you've yeah. got to reflect that there are and you know those groups are potentially different sizes and what they're looking for from a, a written piece might be quite different but what then I try to do is kind of go well when we're putting together our podcast can I take stuff that might have been a blog post and turn that into a podcast yes or if I'm doing a presentation that kind of could have been a video if, they, if we record it when we're you know mm-hmm. at that place or I could do a screencast with the slides can I make that work without those? And, and I, I think you have too. to you have to respect the format. Yeah. So if it's audio, it can work as a discussion. It can work as a panel. If you've got, I always say in audio podcasts, if you can get someone else in and have a discussion or an interview, that's one of the most powerful things you can do. Uh, and I think it works well as audio. If it's video, mm. you need to really think about how you could turn that in. And how, you know, in terms of those videos, what's that planning process look like for you, Andy? How, how you know if someone's going to go, okay. You know, I, I really think I ought to be producing some video for my business. What's the what's the process that you go through with people to plan that? <laughs> um, it's funny actually because now we're getting more into TV work, and that, yeah. it works so differently. There's such yeah. There's normally a few of you on, and often yeah. we'll get called in to do video work, and we are just the cameraman or just the yeah. sound guy. You yeah. don't really have to think about that. All you have to yeah. think about is getting it right. But I think if you're going to produce your own video with an idea of putting it online, you've, you've yeah. got to go through a process. I would say some of it is similar to audio. You've yeah. got to think, what's, what's the goal? What yeah. do I want them to be thinking and doing yeah. after, after this? Um, the key thing is to keep it short. So I think you need to I – I wouldn't say necessarily work from a script, but know what you're going to say, yeah. maybe bullet pointing. Yeah. Put it somewhere where you can see it when you're mm. filming yourself or being filmed, yep. or at least try and remember it and keep it yeah. short and sweet, um, and just make it 
as useful and as impactful as possible. Don't be afraid of... Mm. Um, some people hate going on video. I mean, I'm yeah. the same. I, mm. I don't like going on video. Mm. But if you can get over that, it can be a very powerful way, I think. If you, if you can present the information in a concise way. Yeah. And do you think it's like, should people be doing, you know, like screencasts where it's the slides? Do you think that's a good way of doing... If well, they're kind of... as a as a soft step into that kind of... Uh, I think screencasts can work very, very well, yeah. especially if you're trying to demo something yeah. or show someone how to do something. Mm. And that can be a very nice way in because then it's just the audio, really. They're yeah. not really seeing... Unless you decide to put that little picture yeah. of you down in the corner, yeah. which, which I've done before. But... I think that's a very good way if it suits what yeah. you're going to be talking about. Mm. And of course, if you want to get more adventurous, a bit of a mixture. Yeah. But then that gets a bit more tricky. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think in terms of production, like, so like there's Camtasia, which tends to be the, the, be, you know, the, the mm. PC version and that I use the Mac version, which isn't generally considered as good as a screen flow. But, um, I've kind of, I think Camtasia is kind of, you've got the flexibility that you could share it with someone on the PC who was using yes. that as well, which I think, yeah. you know, personally was a, a a bonus um, mm. to that when making those decisions but yeah certainly seems to be a good one there and i mean in terms of you know the costs of getting started in, in video if someone wants to have a bit of an experiment themselves so is there kind of like any you know advice that you've got Andy, in terms of getting started there because i mean See, you know sometimes yeah. if you're doing it professionally there's a temptation to buy you know top of the line equipment yeah is I, I would say see what you've already got so many yeah. uh reasonably decent cameras these days can yeah. do pretty good video. Yeah. We did our first videos on a flip. Yeah. You know, okay, high def, but it was yeah. a flip. Yeah. Um, the other thing is don't ignore the sound. Try and get the sound yeah. good. It's, it's A lot of these cameras that do video do rubbish sound. Yeah. So when you play it back, it'll sound very distant, very mm. tinny. If you have got a mic, yeah. and you don't mind being a bit more adventurous... Use the mic as well, and yep. then do your best to, to blend the sound with yeah. the video. Get rid of the video's original sound and replace it with a new sound. Yeah. It can be tricky lining it up, but go for it. Sometimes helps at the beginning to clap. Yeah, you can see your hands coming together. Yep. And look where the spike is. Yep. That sometimes can help. But so yeah, like they could maybe get like a USB microphone that plug into a PC and then yes. record the audio using Audacity yeah, or separate, something like that to yeah. record the sound. Yeah, and then when they're putting it into um, iMovie or whatever yeah. the kind of the equivalent PC one would be they just remove the sound or mute the sound from yeah. the original one and overlay the sound from... That's and, yeah. right. If you can't do that, then at least try and boost the sound if yeah. you can. I mean, you can like make it sound slightly fuller in things like iMovie. Yeah. Uh, independently boost it. But don't neglect the sound because uh, research has shown that... Uh, now, what's the biggest? The eye is more forgiving than the ear with okay. video, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah certainly the case, isn't it? It's that a small little bit of attention on the sound can make a big impact on the, the the quality of the video. And I mean, there are like cameras out there, some of these flip style ones that do have. Ex- I mean, we've used the Codex ZI8, which is kind of a little bit kind yeah. of old fashioned. Are they still now. making that? Because I know the flip I, isn't made anymore. Is yeah, it? I don't know. I think the Codex ZI8 is still about, but like essentially that's got like a three point five, so like a headphone jack mm. one, yes, so you can kind it. of do the. You know, you're not going to get like top of the line microphones, but you can at least kind of put a light, like a little lapel microphone that yes. at least ensure that the volume is pretty good even if it's not kind of full yeah um, which i think sort of can you know forgive a lot of sins there on that side of things which then means that the sound is already matched mm. um but yeah i mean i think you can do like in terms of video quality i think even the iphone on a decent stand can kind of oh you maybe not sound wise but you know certainly well i tell you also- what if you've got an iphone and you got a big piece of blue tack and just wedged it or use the go yeah. uh, one of those, those little gorilla pod type, gorilla pod type yeah. things and recorded the sound separately, it yeah. wouldn't be half bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, particularly with some of the more, yeah, the more modern, you know, the bar- brand new smartphones that are yeah. out there. That they're, I mean, because that's exactly it. I've got like a personal set of it and I don't use it, right? Because like, I have to remember to take it with me. Whereas the, um, 
you know, that my iPhone, that's where all my video is produced because, mm. you know, it's just that kind of, oh, two seconds quick. Yeah. You know, and it, it's there and recorded then. Um, I've not done too many kind of professional quality stuff on it, but I certainly think it'd be worth doing. And I mean, it certainly seems to be that like, even a lot of like proper big TV programs and films are made with like the kind of off the shelf digital SLRs now, aren't they, to a certain yes. extent? So it's yeah, the, they they're not ridiculous sums of money to be. Um, no. Outlet. I mean, yeah, they put super duper lenses on them and stuff, but for kind of a, a business video, there's a lot you can do if someone's got a digital um, digital SR, SLR and a USB microphone. And of course, you're, you're someone that's had some video experience. So we, tell us about your video experiences. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we did a lot of the kind of screencasts and, you know, a while back when we had the premium podcast. And I mean, I think what what was interesting in that was because we produced a huge amount of content over a rel- relatively short period of time. And, you know, there was some interesting challenges to that. Um, in terms of kind of the volume of that and the kind of relative it's a kind of weird one that like a five minute video or a 10 minute video could take a couple of hours to produce and mm. I, I was doing it on the kind of as lean as possible you know in terms of not doing super duper production on that um, and even so you still got an account for the thing that kind of always doesn't never surprised me but i always underestimated was time for it like encoding and decoding oh, and that absolutely. type of thing yeah. uh, in terms of so it might be a kind of oh yeah i've recorded that video that was really good and then i've just got to import it into iMovie and then you go like okay four hours yeah, later yeah so don't <laughs> underestimate that side of it but it is a i think it's one i, I would like to do more because it's just so easy right i'm at conferences it's like a you know something you know like that uh, a zia i could get a gorilla pod I could have the um, lapel mic that's just a cable one in my pocket. You know, you could be set up in two minutes mm. and get like decent video content. This, you know, certainly web quality, maybe not broadcast quality, but um, certainly really good to get that kind of content out there. It's just that experimentation stuff, isn't it? I think it's except that the first three or four videos you're going to make are going to be ropey. Oh yeah, you know, and just go well. You know, you've got to go through that process. But in terms of trying to make your first video perfect. You could spend days and hours and lots of effort and lots of research doing that. I think you're better off doing it, getting wrong, learning what you did wrong, and then sorting that out rather than mm. trying to perfectly plan it beforehand. It's difficult to predict what's going to go really well because yeah. one of my most successful videos is one I did ages ago. Yeah. I was very new to video. It, the sound was only coming out of one channel. Um, I looked ridiculous because my hair needed cutting. And it was just... Um, <laughs> a review of the SM58 mic. Yeah. And it's had loads and loads and loads of hits and loads yeah. of... It's had about 50,000 views. Yeah. And that's just because the content is spot on. Yeah. And it didn't... Or certainly didn't... You know, there's not lots of videos that provide that kind of information. And that's the value in it, isn't it? You I know? guess it must have been. I think yeah. I was just very lucky. I just hit it yeah. on that particular video. But I think I think the um, the bottom line with this little chat is, yeah. is to our listeners is... Certainly think about video. If, you, yeah. if you're thinking about audio, think about video as well. Yeah. I mean, you might want to do one or the other or even both. I know yeah. people that are actually yeah. doing both. Mm. Uh, but just be aware that they're very different consumption models and you mm. need to think about what suits what you're trying to achieve. Mm. Are you after some sort of quick impact? Is it very visual what you're doing? Or is it more of a slower burn? Mm. More of a cerebral? You want yeah. to talk about it and give tips like that. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, hopefully that's some interesting insights into the world of video and web TV and kind of potentially how that's different and changing from um, video podcasting and certainly something that I think is quite interesting and something that I would like to do a lot more of in the future. Splendid. What are we talking about next time, Mr. Next, I'm going to be sharing, hopefully, well, it'll be a relatively quick episode, but talking about the changes to Twitter's timeline and kind of the visualisation changes, the visual changes that they've made to that and some general advice about how you can take advantage of that. Sounding good. So we'll see you next time on Intent Marketing. Goodbye from me, Mr. White. And bye from me, Mr. Newman. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. 
you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 